All right, what's going on, everyone? My name is Justin Belanger. Thank you very much for tuning in to the High Button Podcast with me. Uh, Matthew Dudelaide, the co-host, going to be here as well. We are very excited about this next podcast ahead. His name is Aaron Barisha. Aaron has had a very successful major junior career playing for the Belleville Bulls and also the London Knights. When he played for the London Knights, he actually won a Memorial Cup with them uh, in 2016, playing with studs like uh, Mitch Marner, Matthew Kachuk, um, himself being a stud as well, I'm sure. Uh, it's going to be a great podcast. I'm sure he has some great stories um, about playing in the OHL, coming up, playing with some great players. I'm excited. I know Doodley's excited. Tons of questions for him. It's going to be a great one. Hi, Button. You know what comes next. Here we go. All right, boys, we're live. I think you're yeah we're going Aaron welcome to the podcast man appreciate you for coming on thanks for having me excited to get going you nervous at all you're media trained you know what you're doing yeah strictly PR guy yeah do Always people look. call you AA Ron or Aaron a couple times yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, just uh, to be you know if there's another guy I know a guy he's Aaron with E-R-I-N no so never. you automatically assume it's a girl right but at least this one's distinctive how do you spell yours double A-R-O-N double A-R-O-N the league you played all your life R-O-N I played triple A my whole life <laughs> You fucking talking about? I'm just fucking with you. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, I, uh, I don't want to offend you because I want to talk about people that you've played with, but I also want to talk about you. Like the people you've played with are, I don't know, incredible. Some of the best players in the NHL right now. Um, so I'm sure you've had a lot of stories coming up uh, through the ranks playing in Ontario. Uh, you're here now in Nova Scotia playing yeah. at SMU. Um, so yeah, like essentially, what was your decision to come to SMU after uh, your OHL career? You could have went anywhere. But uh, but you're here now, so talk about that decision. I guess we'll start with that. Well, I uh, had a guy that played on uh, SMU a couple years back. Oh yeah, uh, Mike Curtis. Okay. So I well, actually just graduated last year, but um, I played with him in Belleville my first year when I was in uh, the Ontario League. Yeah. And um, he was like an older guy, you know, a guy that, like, you know, you can I guess you can trust with a kind of big decision, making a decision to go to school. And yeah, he ranted and raved about the school and you know just kind of the city of Halifax. Like he's like, definitely like reminds you of, like a you know place like London and yeah. the atmosphere is great and. You know the boys are great here, so for me it was kind of like a, yeah, a no-brainer. I had one friend I was at Acadia, and it was kind of like a toss-up when I went to go visit Acadia. Yeah, didn't really feel like that small town. It was like a, a really small place. Yeah. So I mean, coming to Halifax, I got no regrets. It's funny how like that works, like word of mouth towards other players. Like, cause I'm sure agents talk to you, scouts talk to you, coaches talk to you, but I think at the end of the day, all that really matters is if the players talk to you, if they tell you what it's like there. Well, if it's someone you respect and you played with, and someone who's guided you along the way at some point in your career. And you look to him. Obviously, you're looking to him for something, like, honest. You know yeah. what I mean? He's not going to try and lead you astray if you're his good buddy. Yeah. I don't know if I'd listen to anyone else. I definitely wouldn't listen to a coach or an agent or a, not even a parent. I'd listen to only a player that's been there before, especially with the decision when it comes to school. Did oh, he talk yeah. about school at all? Or was yeah, it just like, it was a big thing. Like, I mean, uh, Steiny, the head coach, says, uh, St. Mary's. Like, he came and visited. I think it was in November I met him. Yeah. And um, of my last year there. And, you know, they just like every other coach, they give you the same speech. They give you the... You know you're gonna you know play here in this role you're gonna you know you're gonna love this part of it but you know there's kind of just gave me the runaround yeah and you know Curdy's like I was taxed with him a couple times because he wanted to follow up after yeah you know Stani came down and he was kind of telling me straight up like yeah you know we we practice a lot like that's gonna suck <laughs> school is like you know it takes a while to get back into school like you've been on it for four years so like that's gonna suck but he's like you know other than that like you have fun like guys are great like you know the city's fun and he's like you know you're getting education which is yeah, pretty important. The city's fun is an understatement. I was literally yeah. just gonna say it's, it, I, that was gonna be my question: was did he try and sell you on the city at all? Because every people, every person you talk to, and if 
I guess if you grow up here, because this obviously is true for me, you get accustomed to the nightlife here, and it's the women. It's fucking awesome. Oh yeah. I mean? there's, <laughs> there's a bar for every type of person, though. It's not like you know you go to some towns or cities and they have like their techno bar and then like the country bar or whatever. And we have like I I can't even get into all them because I don't know all them all. But there's something the for everybody. Popping up you know? every single day. Yeah. So, no, for sure. I mean, growing up in Toronto, like you have kind of like every opportunity, but out here it's just everybody's like more loose everybody's more relaxed and mm-hmm. laid back like toronto it's more clubby you know kind of like that and over here you just go grab some beers and it's like really relaxed and really yeah, dress up and go out in toronto oh yeah you ever been to halifax before you got here no just visiting like literally just with like visiting like um acadia that was it oh you know, on the east coast so where the so you visited acadia and smeo those are the only two you went to to visit uh, uh on the east coast yeah on the east coast um i went to like ryerson which is like just down the street yeah. in uh concordia in montreal okay and i was going to go one of my buddies is committed to u of a which is in alberta there yeah and i was just like so tired from just Tra- going from like, yeah you know school to school i just kind of said fuck like yeah i like what i saw in st mary's and love the guys and stuff like that and yeah just committed with it it's oh. crazy to think that he mentioned being tired from going and looking at all these schools like in one sense it's your dream to to be able to do this and then at some point like people wouldn't realize on the outside looking in that that's gonna weigh on you like that's you're just like man i've done this and this and this and this and i'm trying to make this deadline and this deadline and then you're just like i'm done yeah i'm yeah. happy i have my decision but people wouldn't be able to realize that unless you actually go through it especially after a hockey season man after a hockey season you don't want to do anything but sit on a beach for like two weeks yeah and then you got to go around canada and look at places where you want to play like oh that would not be fun. No, I, I, it, was, it was yeah. different for me too. Like I left um, from Missouri. Yeah, that's where I was playing the East Coast. Yeah, and I literally got back like I think it was a Tuesday night, and the next morning like my agent set up like to go to Katie for four nights. So I was there till like Saturday. Yeah, and then I got or Sunday, and then I got back. I saw Ryerson the next day, and I was in you know Concordia for two days, and then I went to Smu for like three days. So it was literally like you know from Kansas, holy shit, Kansas, yeah, from literally Kansas City to you know Halifax. You know, Montreal, back to Halifax. I was just like, I'm over it. That sounds similar to some of my junior hockey benders. <laughs> just the going around. Of those days in the schools. <laughs> there you go. But it's tiring. Even just probably, if you say you just went there and talked to somebody once a day, fuck, you'd be gassed, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you got to be a professional, too. You can't go there and just kind of just slouch around play Fortnite all day you got to go out there and be you got to put a sh- shirt on and talk to people yeah you, gotta you, put a, you do and the boys like you know the, the coach like lets you go with the guys and yeah i mean then you get they, they try to get you banged up as possible and yeah they try to get you immersed in like you know nightlife cause that's that's what sells most guys Definitely. so at every place you're going like you know it's mandatory you got to get into it <laughs> that's sick you have to yeah and you really get a feel for it that's a oh, huge yeah. selling point man huge oh, selling it's... point just going out with the boys don't never imagine going out imagine when was the first time you were here how old were you uh, 20, 21. You're 21, first time in Halifax, going out for the boys, and you're not here just f- to visit your cousin. No, you're here on a recruiting trip. How much <laughs> yeah. fun would that fucking be? Yeah. That's insane. What do you do up in the summers in London? Like, or not London, where are you from? Toronto? Toronto, Toronto yeah. What do you do up in Toronto? What are your summers like up there? Just uh, like working out, like working, and yeah. just chilling with my buddies. You must be, are you on the ice with any like NHL guys, some legends up there? You must be. <laughs> I get, like I, the gym I work out at and like the place I skate at is Mascar Center. Okay. So it's where the Leafs uh, and the Marlies practice. Oh boy. So for like like three or four years now, I've been able to skate and uh, 
you know, train with those guys. Like usually you like skate twice a week with them. Yeah. Just like, you know, we do like flow drills for a bit and like scrimmage. You know, it's usually like every Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's been really, really good opportunity for me. And it's been really fun because a couple of my friends, you know, are in the system there. So I could see those guys often. So uh, were you a Leafs yeah. fan then growing up in Toronto? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, growing up, you just automatic. And I mean, a, you guys can just answer. carry on the podcast answer, the rest yeah. of the time here. I if was you guys just about just to say, talk. I'll be right back. He said he was skating with the Leafs. So I'm going to go switch to jeans yeah. right quick. <laughs> <laughs> Cameras are on. No, that's fucking sweet, though. Um, I, I totally lost my train of thought because I got excited picturing myself skating with the Leafs. So give me some names here. Who are you skating with? Those are some guys. Uh, just before I, I left, actually, it was like uh, Hyman, Kadri, Tavares was out. Uh, any cam- any cameras like TV crews? Yeah, they're all all those guys are always out there. But they they, they put up like screens so yeah. you can't because like there's a bunch of people that come in just to get autographs. So yeah, you want to know why they put screens up? Yeah, because of these. Oh yeah, but back what in the day you'd be, you'd be able to watch because you weren't able to put it as your fucking product. Yeah, and then like people are just dumb on the internet, man. Well, they can just create something that's not really actually happening. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, Matthew, Matthew skates in Toronto in the summer. Just like just at the end there. Because camp started today, I believe. Yeah, so like those guys come down, like like all those guys come down, like within the like last like two three weeks of August. Oh yeah. So and towards like September. So what are those guys like in the dressing room? They just what are they like? I don't. They just like, run. They just. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not with those guys in the room. I just like I just jump on the ice. Like yeah. Because like there's uh like the skill development guy for Toronto. Yeah. Um, this guy just kind of texts me and says, "Hey, you want to come out?" And I'm like. I won't say no, you know. Yeah, that's how it works here with the with the the Crosby and McKinnon group. Apparently, it's just like a secret text. You'll get it like at seven a.m. Like, listen, here's the dressing room. Here's the ring. You get Don't like tell an hour anyone. before. You, you get an hour be before. Ready, yeah. yeah, it's like very secretive. Yeah, no screens though. No, it's it's open to the public. You just got to find out about it quick enough. Yeah, no, yeah. like they, it's different over there. Like because Toronto, I guess, wants to promote as like a really developmental like of course. team. Like they have guys like. There's a bunch of guys from like uh, Utica, like Vancouver's uh, yeah. farm team. A um, couple guys from New York. I don't know the, like the names, but just like you can see from their helmets. Yeah. Um, so like all those guys come out too. So it's not just like all Toronto guys or all Toronto prospects. There's like other guys that come in like a lot and like, just kind of like local guys from like Etobicoke, <laughs> Toronto, yeah. will come in there and skate. I love that you could say you can tell by their helmets because that's pretty much what I do. You can tell a lot about a guy's career just by, like, even if you were to sit beside him and look at his bag, what other gear he has, what jerseys he might have, you can literally put together a guy's fucking career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. You're like, oh, look at that helmet. That's, oh, that's the Utica Comets. Are they the Comets? Yeah. Yeah. The farm team. And you're like, yeah. I wonder if he actually plays there or if that's his brother. And then yeah. you go ask him his name and it turns out it's his brother or whatever, right? Yeah. But it's just hilarious to see, like, all of our buddies have, you know, their team helmets or whatever. Cause all, all hockey guys are, like, secretly hockey, like, gear guys like they yeah. like, oh, like yeah. they know the gear okay so he has all ccm stuff so he's played a higher level like you yeah, can just you tell know. by everything yeah. even like the tape it's like oh he's got the good tape that means he's played here he tapes his stick heel to toe he must have played junior <laughs> no that's sick <laughs> and what a great place uh, if there's probably two places in the world to play hockey in the summer i'd say it'd be nova scotia and toronto am i probably. wrong yeah, I guess I'm not sure. I don't have enough experience, but I'm not going to argue with you because it sounds three, awesome to me. Three of the best players on the world skate here with McKinnon, Crosby, Marchand. and Marchand. And then Toronto, you probably have some of the best players in the league. Stamkos yeah. out there. Stamkos yeah, must all be there. Tavares. Yeah, Tavares. Well, obviously Stammer. Tavares now. Oh, and like those guys are from like kind of like neighboring areas, but it's pretty much like everybody just says, I guess, or just skates in Toronto area, and they all skate together. They skate with like the same guys. And yeah, that's like when you go to see like any of those, you know, Instagram uh, like hockey guys like, yeah they have like you know consistent guys like where it's you know one group of guys like from one gym will come out like the Gary Roberts gym or the, the Matt Nickel gym so oh yeah do you ever train with them no I just like, a couple of my friends have and like they've gone back and they're like holy he's smoke. like 60 and he's just shredded yeah. like doesn't McDavid train with Roberts 
Yeah. Probably. Am I wrong there? Am I right? Yeah, I think it's Roberts or like Biosteel. No, I think it's Matt Nickel, actually, the Biosteel guy. Okay. So I think he's with that guy. What is that Biosteel? I know it's a drink, but it, there's like a camp or something that's yeah, around Yeah, I do it? like just uh, all the athletes that work out at the gym and uh, skate there. Like they just have like a, it's like a media camp and uh, it's just kind of something fun for the guys to do. That's sick. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet to like see, you know, the videos of it. Right on. You spent, you mentioned um, Utica, Utica? Utica. Utica. So you spent some time in Vancouver? Yeah, I was there at uh, the rookie camp last uh, September. I lived in Vancouver last year as well. Not at the rookie camp, but I was there. Talk about Vancouver, your time there. Do you like that place? I was in Penticton, so okay. it wasn't, I didn't get the well, whole thing. Well, BC. Van- yeah, and it's beautiful out there. Like For what? me, it was you know September, and yeah. uh, I, I loved it. The weather was great. I was mean, the wild? Did the wildfires happen while you were there? No, no. No, no I, I was actually just out there a month ago, and that's when we, I was like, I was out in um, Nanaimo. Oh, yeah. I was, I was out in Nanaimo, and I was in Van for a few days, and when we were in Calgary. That's when you couldn't see nothing. Oh, and it just smelled like a you know campfire the whole day. It was crazy. Worst air quality in history or something like oh, that. Oh, it's, it's crazy. In Calgary? Yeah, <laughs> it was all the way. And we were in Banff, and we like me and a couple of my buddies. We we did like Lake Louise and uh, Lake Moraine there, and you could, literally could smell just a campfire like nonstop. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Especially in the summer out west, it's beautiful, and then yeah. they had that smoke just come can't, in. Yeah, you can't see nothing. But I mean, we did it anyways. We're like, you know what? We're, we're here. We might as well go. Some yeah. of the best weather in the because when you're out west in Canada or in the middle. In the winter, is just garbage. So all you look forward to is the summer. So if it's smoking, that's just depressing. Yeah. You can't do anything. Well, that's another thing. You can't camp. No one can have fires. I never even thought of Nobody wants to be outside. It was to the point where people had to, like, stay in as much as they could. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some videos at, like, 10 a.m. It's, you know, looking like it's 12 at night. Yeah. Just hurting. And the air was, like, coming this way and stuff like that. We got, like, pieces of it or something. Did we? In Nova Scotia? Look it up. I'm not looking that up now. (laughs) We got Riley. Later Riley can look it up. I don't want to talk about weather on this podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, I want to talk about uh, what was the tournament that you that you played in that we wanted to talk to him about. Oh, it's the Macabia, I think. Is that oh, how you say it? Games. Yeah, we, I was. Maccabia. I want to know about that tournament. What's going on there? Yeah, so it's uh, kind of any Jewish athletes or anybody that identifies as a uh, you know Jewish in religion. Okay, um, just gets an opportunity like if they you know make a team to. to represent like Israel or represent, you know, Canada. Yeah. And um it's funny, like no no one really knows like my kind of like family and my background. I got a pretty much bunch of everything. My mom's like Israeli Greek and my dad's Albanian Macedonian. So holy shit. That sounds gotta, like some yeah. good food in your family. Yeah. <laughs> every family event's awesome. But I mean somebody you know, one of the coaches for the team like found out and it's like I you know how like you know you'd know but just texted me in the summer and was like, Hey would you be interested in coming to like, you know, represent Canada for um Maccabi games and I was like, fuck, like, you know, where are we playing this thing? And he's like, in Israel. And I couldn't, you know, yeah, they have ice in Israel. So I they, seen a picture of the stadium, man. It, yeah. was, ju- it was packed. What? They made it, well, they made, um, I guess they converted from like, it's about ba- the pro basketball team that plays there. They converted okay. it to, uh, you know, a rank. And Classic, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. We were out there for two weeks and I just like literally met the guys like two days before I flew out. And I was out there with my brother, actually, and a couple of my friends. Are those your brothers? Right? Is that one of those guys, your yeah, brother? Yeah, my brother's on the right there. And one of the guys in the middle is uh, one of my good buddies that just played against and growing up with. So when you played in this, how That's long sick. had it been around? Like, how uh, long has it been around I for? I think the Kobe game's been out for like 24 years or something. See, that's what I like when I, I just, all I did was search your name. And I see, I actually see an elite prospects, the Israel flag. So I was like, yeah. okay. And then I just went down to the next link and it was the Maccabi games. And I was oh, like, what the sick. fuck is that? And I was yeah. like, well, belly, like part of this podcast is for people to realize what's out there. And I said to him, I'm sure there's other Jewish players that would hear this and be like, what you get to represent your, your nation, like in something like this. And it's, I was just like, I was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't even think that that was possible. And like he said, there's ice there. Was the like, rink packed? 
Yeah, our last game, um, it was like one of the main events. They like try to like, I guess you that's know, crazy. promote it, and uh, it was the last event like of the actual like Maccabi Games. Um, so it's not it was, just hockey. No, it's like, there's, I think it's like the third like largest uh, grouping of athletes in the world. Something behind the University Games and the Olympics, I believe, yeah. is what it is. Pan yeah, Ams or something. Like yeah, and, and in the, obviously Olympics. Mm-hmm. That's fucking um, crazy, yeah, it was man. Yeah, crazy. Like just playing. There you go. Yeah, third largest sporting event in the world. So you're there with, a, is it kind of like the same thing, like of uh, Athletes Village and like? Yeah, we stayed, well, it was like more so like a hotel. So we just stayed at like a specific like hotel. Right and um, yeah, That's like, sick. it was like all the Canadian athletes on one side. And then like we had the American athletes as well with us. And then you got like, I think it was like, you know, 40, 50, 60 other countries. He's talking to the mic, sir. Oh yeah. Oh, so right. yeah, it was like 40, 50, 60 other countries. That's um, insane, man. Yeah. See, I would never know that that existed, right? And you never think to like. Just search random games around the world. You know what I mean? You get to represent Canada. Yeah. Over in Israel. Like, what? It was crazy. I mean, being over there, too, is just a huge culture change. You know, some of the things that they think are normal are totally different. Like, it's just... Like what? Just, uh, well, I mean... (laughs) Great great question. (laughs) Like, walking around and you see guys and, you know, with AK-4, you know, are like fully automatic guns just hanging from their... Yeah. Kind of sounds like Preston. So, it's... uh, No, it's different out there. But, you know, you're on the bus and there's... You know, let's say there's 20 people in the room. You got, you know, 12 of them fully loaded. So that was pretty unique. But, Holy um, shit. Yeah, there's, like, military everywhere, and it's a total different, like, but, you know, everybody's, like, friendly. Everybody's, yeah. doesn't matter what you are, like, what color, what whatever, you know. They, they're just, they want to sell you something or you want to buy something, they're going to sell it to you. Must it's, be hot as shit over there. It, it was different. It's, like, a dry heat, you know. It's obviously a desert, but, like, compared to, like, Toronto, I literally was, like, worried about it. I'm, like, I, I'm, I don't do well in heat. I'm, like, I'm going to die there. You were sunscreen? Yeah, but I, over there you didn't wear nothing. What? Like I burned more in Toronto than I would there. You know where sunscreen from? All the beams there. off all the fucking buildings. That's why yeah. you're burning. So no, it was different, but it was like crazy weather too. Like it just it's like thirty degrees, but just dry. So I've always have, found. Oh, you go. Oh, you go ahead. I've, I've always found it was. hard to play hockey in warm weather. Like people that play hockey in Florida, San Jose, Tampa. I get it. You're making millions, so you're focused. But like playing hockey, like warm weather, it was always hard for me to focus. You want to I don't really, know where to go with that. Shape. What's that? You just weren't in good enough shape playing the heat because I was the same way. I hated it. Sportsplex, shit like that. As soon as the heat's involved, done. Ice feels like mud. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ice is the worst. Ugh. How was the ice over there? It was, it was actually really good. I mean, I was surprised. Like, whoever, like, you know, was working the system there and, like, you know, building the rink was, did a hell of a job because we were like, <laughs> that was the first thing we were like, there's no way they're going to be able to, like, never have an arena guy, never had a Zamboni, like, you know, to be able to figure out how to, you know, kind of make the ice properly but i guess they brought in a guy from uh i think it was like canada somewhere in like Emerson of course to like figure out the ice <laughs> so that was like it was pretty crazy like the lengths that they went to like you know get this thing going yeah it's how many has hockey been around forever or no yeah like actually four years back um hyman was there yeah playing um was he yeah so four years before wow. i was there hyman a couple other guys like ehrlich a couple guys from ontario league um so yeah it brings like brings like a bunch of guys but a lot of guys don't really know about it That's like exactly I, I had no I idea said. How, so, is there an age limit or anything, or can you? Yeah, it's like um, eighteen to forty is like the like open. And oh right, right, like, right. There's youth, which is like obviously younger than eighteen, and then there's masters, which are older, um, older seniors. than forty. Yeah, they're seniors. That's awesome, man. Like, that's like I'm oh. saying. The big thing is not knowing, because when we played, and I guess you're a similar age to us too. Phones weren't really out. The internet wasn't there. I always say to people now, if your kids half decent at something, make a video of them, send it to every fucking school. 
that you can search on the internet and I can almost guarantee you you're going to get an offer from somewhere. 100%. But then you just know what's out there. You're like, okay, well, that doesn't sound that good. And you're like, oh, look, the Maccabi Games or, oh, look at this or, oh, look at that. We just didn't have that. So that's why, like, the game is growing so much. It from is the, from the media age. Yeah. Well, right? they're playing games in China right now. Like, yeah, yeah. Boston's so over popular. in China right now playing games. That's what I mean. You're telling me that that's not a huge market that they're going to want to penetrate? Is that the word I'm using? They want to penetrate that market soon? Who knows? No, Could happen. And there's so many people there, too. So if they get yeah. into it, a lot of money, too. Yeah. Things that money. you got to do with your brother. That's a big thing. Yeah, that was yeah, really that's cool. wicked. That was my first time playing with him um, ever, right? Because he's, you know, th- three years older than me. So and it was funny because before that, I played against him at UPI because that's where he goes. So that's pretty funny, yeah. I'm sorry. To, I know the guy on the far right, number 18. He played at uh, Dartmouth. Dartmouth. Yeah. Who is that? Corey Who is, Kalk. I know Corey. Really? He he played at uh, he played with Brody at the Buffalo. Not Buffalo. Uh, the school he went to before Buffalo. Yeah, I know what you mean. Univer- not Corey Kalk. I know him. One time, me and Brody were stuck in like a snowstorm or something in Toronto, and this guy came and picked us up. That's how I met him. Oh, there's Levi. Hey, buddy. There's the dog. Just a bit. No, it's all right. He's fine. Levi. No, he's good. What's yeah, up, buddy? He just, he just wants to join in on the mic. Make sure he doesn't hit any of the wires, though. Fuck, this could be bad. Just, uh, okay. Everyone stay calm here. Pod- Over here, buddy. All right, there you go. Dudes, you just want to get him out? Yeah. No, he's good. He's good. Yeah, Corey. Yeah, that's funny. He's Jewish? Yeah, yeah. Not that that matters, but that's crazy. Don Mills, the Don Mills Parkway. I think I, is there a Don Mills somewhere? I think I lived on a Don Mills something in Mississauga, maybe. Yeah, North it's York Rangers. It's in like Scarborough area. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about a guy that you play with that I'm a huge fan of. I think the whole NHL community is a fan of him, Matthew Kachuk. I love the oh, way yeah. um, that guy plays the game. I think the way he plays the game is a dying breed. He plays it hard. He's skilled. Um, he's not afraid to go in the dirty areas. What's that guy like uh, outside the rink? Because I know what he's like on the ice. Yeah, it's it's funny. You know, he's one of the best. Like, in, you know, in the room, and one of the funniest guys I've ever played with. There's no doubt. I mean, and it's funny because like guys that I meet him, you know, playing against him, like this guy's an absolute scumbag. Like, <laughs> there's no way I want to like this guy, but you can't not like him. He's hilarious, and just everything about him, he's, he's just so funny. Yeah, yeah, he's a hell of a guy. That's because you ever meet his brother too, Brady. Yeah, he came down a few times, and yeah. um, we always just joking like Brady when he gonna sign with London. Oh, yeah, because he might be going there this year yeah. if he doesn't make Ottawa. It's a toss-up, yeah. So, no, and it's just like the whole family is like hilarious. Keith always come down. And, oh, yeah? Yeah, they're just a bunch of funny guys. The legends that must be walking around that dressing room in London must be ridiculous. Think about the people that they have pumped out into the NHL. I can name 35 right off the top I, of my head. Well, there you go. Do you, alumni, do they ever come down and uh, yeah, say what's up? Not even like that. Like, we had a bunch of guys. Like, we had a guy from, like, the bathroom come down. Yeah. Uh, we just had, like, a couple Blue Jays guys come down. Yeah, just like guys, like, from every avenue, just coming, you know, watch games and coming inside. You guys have a nice rink you play out of too. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, probably the best rink I played at, and it's like ten thousand a night. So yeah, you can't go wrong with uh, you know that kind of place. That's sick. They're yeah. gonna need a bigger rink in London just to retire all the jerseys that they yeah. pumped out. Legit, true. Like I said on the way here, the jersey is one of the yeah. most recognized logos in the CHL. Holy shit! Corey Perry, Matthew Kachuk, Josh Anderson. We met him. Patrick Kane. Sam Gagne, Nasty Patrick Naz. Maroon, Kadri. Rick Nash. And like Corey Perry played there and oh, fucking. Yeah. Uh, wow. Man, literally. What's so you guys got a nice dressing room there? Yeah, it's like a. 
I mean, they say, like a lot of guys don't like it that come in. They're like, oh, like you guys don't have the nice dress room. Yeah. And it was probably not like one of the best in, uh, in like, I guess in the OHL. But yeah. for us, it's like it was perfect. It was like ni- it was nice and like tight. You know, all the guys can see each other. Like I played in uh, Belleville and we had like two metal poles in the room. So you couldn't even <laughs> see like probably six guys on like either side. So that was pretty funny. But, you know, coming to this room, it's like a little bit tighter. It's like got some, you know, heritage from, like, you know, every stall that you play. And there's yeah. uh, little markers of like who's played there before. Like some guys like Perry and like a couple other guys, like big names, like will leave like, you know, some stuff ingrained in the stall. Like sick. Yeah, some pretty cool stuff. Like, you know, when you look back on it. That's well, sick. The history of the team is so rich. It's like, it's an honor. You walk in there and you don't want to be the guy that like defaces it or, mm. you know what I mean? And at the same time, like your dressing room, no matter how nice it is, the room is how the bo- is how the boys make it though like oh yeah you know what i mean it, if you're in like in bridgewater we barely had a dressing room but when we were in the dressing room we made like the most of it and shit and it was just the same as any other room look at that shit oh that's a riley on point you think there. you're gonna be upset going in there any day who'd you sit next to uh i was like devo uh Marnes, uh mcdonald and uh we had yakimowitz who actually is playing at dow there you go yakimowitz 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 Man, that's a tough one. So you got a buddy here in at Dow. Yeah, I got two right. guys that play with at Dow. Or I used to play with um, from London. Yeah. And then one guy's at Acadia. Are you playing Dow tomorrow? Yeah. There you go. So on the London topic, when you are finishing up your career in London, was your first instinct to like take the university route? Because I know obviously you didn't. Mm-hmm. You went to the East Coast, I believe you said. Yeah, I signed with uh, Bridgeport. And, right, uh, right after yeah, your last year? Yeah, pretty much year? like, yeah, right after my like within a month. Uh, so was it your plan to go to university one day, or were you just going to try and do the pro route and see how that worked out? Or I wanted to give it a shot and just try and see how it went. And, I mean, like after the summer I put in, I was like, you know what, I feel like I'm ready to go. And hmm. I was, you know, obviously skating with those guys like or at that level. You, you feel like you're there when you're, you know, you're training with them. So... I, I had no hesitation in making that like, decision to sign. Um, and when I went to, like, you know, Bridgeport's camp, and I thought I had a great camp and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you just never know what, like, who they have, in, you know, on contract, who's up, up top. And so, like, at the time, like, you know, a couple guys got sent down, and it kind of just shuffles everything down. So when I went to Missouri, which is in the East Coast there, I had a good time. Like, it was great guys. There. Everybody was really says fun. that, yeah. But it was just, like, I was like, fuck, like, you know, I don't know if I could do this for 10 years and just mm-hmm. play in the coast and, you know, get go up and down like that. So... And I was one at the same time, like, at, you know, a couple guys, like, text me, like, Curdy, saying, yeah. hey, like, you know, you, you can always come, to, uh, you know, leave to come back to school. So For sure. It was, like, you know, a thing I made, like, a decision, like, end of uh, November there. It's like, you know what? I'll, uh, yeah. I'll go home and just, you know, see if I can see what school I'm going to go to. And, I, you know, a lot of my friends made that decision, like, right out of our last year, the way here, to just go to school. So I don't regret it at all. I mean, I had fun, like, you know, trying pro out and seeing yeah. I can compete at that level. And also, like, you know, now – Playing at school has been a great time. Man, AUS is the best hockey around here by I love far. It. I, I love it. It pisses me off that there's not more of a fan base around here for it. It's, it's incredible hockey. And you can go to the NHL from it. Who's the? There's a couple examples from around here. Who's the guy that played at UPEI? Ward. Ward. Yeah, Ward oh. Like, oh, yeah. Example. Like, you can make the jump. It can happen. It's um, not. Yeah. What was I going to say? The, uh, oh, and as far as, like, playing pro, it's like these coaches. You know, it's one of the most recognized leagues around the world, but at the same time, it, it's a grind. You have to, like, it's up and down. Guys are getting shipped from the show and down from the AHL, and, like, if you're not fitting in the top six and you're a top six guy, then, like, blah, blah, blah. But in university, like, say worst case, you had a, an injury. You're still getting something out of it instead of, like, worrying about, holy shit, am I going to get back to be able to play pro again? Or, like, you're getting yeah. your degree. I'm sure right? you got exactly. a full ride on your degree, too. Sure yeah. All that's paid for. Yeah, with the OHL, so, I mean, you yeah. like, you know, you can, I guess, earn earn it like uh, every year you play, you get yeah. a year of school paid for. And like, you know, depending on how 
while your agent is like you know you negotiate to get better deals and it's like it covers everything you can ever like ask for at oh, school yeah. how can that, you argue with that man you know what exactly. i mean like now that i understand like the benefit of school and stuff like that like when i was 18 and stuff and it was time for me to decide i didn't i didn't give a shit you know what i mean but now it's like okay you get a full ride it's paid for now you just have to go do it plus you still get to play hockey on one yeah. of the best teams in the country like to me it's just like eh, you know like yeah. you can put that down in front of me right now and i'd probably work my ass off to do it yeah, you're doing better than most <laughs> yeah let's round that up like it t- took a while for me to realize that you know you're in a good spot and yeah i mean i was disappointed when i left and and yeah. now like all, like all like you got like a bunch of guys are in you know that kind of side of the world yeah. like playing pro and yeah. you know having the best time of their life and you got you know other guys are yeah. working for a degree and you know still playing competitive hockey and yeah. that's why like for me i've I've loved it since I've been here. It's been a great time. So unreal, no complaints. Yeah. Um, I had a question about you when you guys won the Mem Cup and you guys brought it back to London. I saw a video of you on YouTube. You got to bring the Memorial Cup onto the ice. I wonder why like, it was only you. I was like, why isn't the team out there with them? Like, I wonder, can you explain that situation? It well, it was um, it was like after uh, so it was the uh, the summer after. It was the so. year after. Yeah, it was well, it was the same year. So it was next year. Okay. They did the banner raising, and um, I was in London skating with. Uh, like before I went to Bridgeport there. So yeah. I was skating with all the guys. Like Prosty was out with us. Like a couple other guys that were going to pro that like lived in London. Yeah. And played there. Like we're skating with us. And they asked me, like our, our GM asked me if I wanted to bring the cup out that night. Um, That's sick. So it was pretty cool. I mean, the like the old GM like was there, Baz McCray. Yeah, you could see there. So he was, you know, hey, you want to come out with us? Like, we're, you know, present, I guess, the, the Mem Cup again. And the banner raising was pretty cool. Yeah, like... Uh, Bagpipe guy. Yeah, was the bag was the bagpipe loud? Was it the oh, same yeah. old that song right that they ear? always play? Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what song it is, but it's the same one. <laughs> Nobody knows the song, but it's been the bagpipe song for fucking decades. Yeah, play it, play it, Riley. Full disclaimer: Did you have any beers before? No, we, after though. Yeah. After though, okay, cool. I would have been terrified. We did a junior B one of these, man, and I was absolutely blackout on the ice. It was awesome. <laughs> I can imagine this is a little more big time and you need to be a little more professional. Did you get to go up in the box after? <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I just kind of went to the room and I was just hanging out with some of the uh, boys and we were playing. Was there any food? Yeah, there's always like like media food. A couple there. sandwiches and stuff like that. Yeah. This guy's always scheming food, man. Well, like, he has got his own box too, so like, yeah. you just go up there and there's unlimited beers and food if you want. What's it. the food situation before some U games? There's not much. No. Yeah, we'll get a couple wraps. Um, okay, that's like something. You no, know, it's uh, yeah, it's better than nothing. What's in the wraps though? Is it like peanut butter or no? It's just like chicken and that's yeah. good. Yeah, it's like a shawarma wrap, like whatever chicken and lamb. I think it is. You guys got like a toaster or anything? No, we, we don't. don't no, no, we don't. We don't have anything in the room like that. You wait till they get the new rink, buddy. They'll have everything. Yeah, that's what we're hoping. All right, we'll come back next year, and then we'll talk about that. The food situation. Yeah, well, it being on campus, I think. It's, yeah, it'll be good. True. Yeah. That was always something that kind of pissed me off. What? Was you go to your home bar and you look up beside your logo and it's got the other fucking team and your, your biggest rivals. Yeah. Logo sitting there too. And I get it, it's limited space, but like, if Imagine we're going to have two of the most prestigious universities, especially in sports and academic, well, I guess Dallas more academics than they would be in sports, then they need to have their own fucking buildings, man. It's just like, it's hard to clash and teams that do their own thing and live their own lifestyles. Yeah. By being under the same roof. Imagine being in the NFL and having to share your stadium with an MLB team. Oakland did that for like 20 years. They shared their stadium with the with the A's in Oakland. Wow, it'd be terrible playing in a football, playing in a baseball stadium. And that was before football fields were ter- all turf too. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like a dirt through the football field and like random yard lineage and stuff going through the ball field, and you're just like, Truro's fields like that too. They have a big running track right through the middle of it. Do they? 
You're just like, be where annoying. the fuck are we? <laughs> Anyways. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, yeah, food. Gatorade, favorite color. Ooh, that's tough. It depends on the day. Really? What? Yeah, I could Never go, heard I, could, that. I could go blue some days. I could love it. I can go like yellow. Everyone says yellow. Yellow can fuck off. No, man. yellow's the way time. to go. White, baby. White's not white. a color. How is white not a color? <laughs> it's a shade. No, it's not. No, yellow's the way to go. Yellow's the way to go. No. I would have thought smew, though. They would have went red in the buckets. Because usually the team, they like to match the color of yeah, the logo. Yeah. And the red's oh, yeah. the closest thing they got. Or Powerade. So we, we, you guys do Powerade? Yeah, we're Powerade. We're not even Gato. Do you, more, do you notice? I don't notice much of a difference. Obviously, there is a difference, but it's just like for me, I'm like, eh, Powerade's a dollar and Gatorade's a dollar eighty-five. Then I'm going with the Powerade. Just. Oh no, there's a difference. There's a big difference. Powerade, Powerade's all sugar. Oh, it's, you're going hell on me now, are you? It is. It's all sugar. You put it in your body and you feel it 20 minutes later, especially if you're skating. I don't. Do you drink it during the game? Not really. I'm like more of a water guy. He won a Mem Cup. He knows. <laughs> I'm not I crazy. won a Mem Cup in NHL 13. He wasn't on the team though. All right. Um, connection that you and I have, or us three, we all have, is Brandon Prust. We had him on the podcast two weeks ago. He was coached by you. And we didn't even ask him. We should have asked him what, how he thought he did as a coach. So I guess, can you answer that for us? How was he as a coach? How well, was he, he in the he, room? He wasn't with, uh, with us like when I was there. Oh, he wasn't? No. I, I actually don't know if he's on the bench uh, or like what he does. I fucked that up. Yeah. yeah but, well, um, he'll call back and tell us. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the only, like, we just skated with him a couple times when he came out. Like, he came out for the one little bit, like, when he was rehabbing his, like, ankle. Or, um, it was just before, uh, Vanco- I think it was, like, Vancouver camp, or, like, he signed, like, a Oh, L.A. PTO. It was L.A. It was L.A., yeah. So, he signed, like, yeah. a PTO with them. And, yeah. yeah. So, he skated with us for, like, that month. And, yeah, he's just kind of, like, bagging himself. And it was like, holy fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, you see those guys, like, you know, Dowdy. And, like, when you're skating in the summer, those guys still run their skates. Yeah. And like you're, I was seeing like Dowdy, like Mazamek, they were doing like you know, they're pretty much bagging himself after their skates, and they were seeing those guys go like, holy fuck, like, yeah. So it makes it like you know when you when you have to go you know bag skate, if coach makes you. You're just thinking yeah, of that. You're thinking like those guys are doing it like fuck. It's bag skate season for you right now before the season. Yeah, I hear. we've been going. Bag skate season. I, you should get shirts made. <laughs> we should get shirts made. No man, I was giving the idea to him. Where is he gonna like, put a shirt? Who's he going to sell Everyone it to? stalls because it's fucking bag skating season, just like you said. We should get high button shirts and put them in everyone's stalls. You should. I know I, I know uh, the trainer there. Anyways. We'll make it happen. How do you like your skates? I got my sharpen. skates. Oh, like sharpen? I'm 7'8". Yeah. Yeah, Nobody know what does that the means. flat bottom <laughs> V anymore? Or? I thought that was the cool thing to do. Yeah. I can't stand anything else but the flat bottom V. Dullest one. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I just give them to the trainer and say, sharpen them, please. Still? I still well, still, I haven't played hockey in a while. <laughs> I don't know what that means, though, the, the the V stuff. Well, some, like, yeah, I guess it makes you, like, dig in the eye. I'm not sure what the flap on a V is, but, like, some, depending on sharpening, you, you dig in more, you glide more. And it's supposed to be something, it's like, uh, it's hard to do with your fingers, but it's like the angle on your skate is technically like that. So, like, the, uh, the... I think it's five sixteenths or something would be like the sharpest. Oh, yeah. So that's the farthest angle. And then as you get duller and duller, it uh, just makes the blade flat. Right? I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? So it's actually kind of like that. So the flatter. You actually look at it. So you just dig the groove through the middle if you want it sharper. Okay. And if you want it duller, you just have it more flat, right? So it's mm-hmm. like an even surface. What kind of skates do you have? True skates. Really? Yeah. Those are the new thing. Yeah, they're really cool. I do you mean, get them custom? You get them custom made? Yeah, and shit? that's like the only way. Like they they kind of set you up on a platform. You just put your foot down and cameras go around you and it's kind of like molds to your foot and they have like a program that just 
you know, p- puts a skate around your foot. It's pretty crazy. Like molds around? It's yeah, like an oven or something? Around. That was one of the biggest issues I had playing hockey was skates. My feet were way too wide for most brands. Exactly, yeah. And so then, like, obviously, by the time I'm done my career, these new skates come up. And I remember, I think Bufflin was, like, one of the first ones. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is this duster wearing on his feet? Yeah. And then you hear that it's custom, and then now everybody's doing it. Yeah. Think about that. Your skate for your foot, and that's it. That's it, exactly. Yeah, like, I had a big issue when I was playing junior. Like, I'd get mine punched out in certain areas because, like, it was wider mm-hmm. than, one, you know, one spot, wider than one foot. Like, yeah. both feet aren't the same. So Never. Yeah, it was, like, for me to make the transition, it was the best thing I've done. Did you find that there you notice a difference in your skating ability, like, right away or maybe, like, later on down the line just from having I feel basically like nothing I on like, your feet? It activates, like, your calves. It was the weirdest thing. But yeah, yeah. You, oh. like, you, you're, like, you're on a, like, uh, incline in a sense. So, like, your arch is, like, engaged. and True. That was, like, the big selling point. It's, like, you know, you're not just an... Just like kind of like a like a standard boot that just everybody puts in. Agility boost comes with them. So yeah, I mean, I felt like right away it took a, little, a couple of weeks to get used to it, actually. Like, well, yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, being on it, and like you, you feel like your calves are so tired, and like I never felt my calves being tired. Always your your quads or, and your ass, and I feel like you just don't get the full range of motion in a skate that's not built for you. Because like if you wanted to engage your calves, maybe this that spot in your skate, you're like you're bunched up, or like mm-hmm. you just don't have the ability to to push off there or something like that. I don't know, but I. I just noticed everybody wearing them, and like guys like Marner, he Marner wears you, them. He's yeah. a fucking water bug. You can't, you can't hit him. Yeah, yeah. People are still trying to hit him. That's crazy. Like oh yeah, we, hockey we haven't even talked about Marner yet. How what was he like in practice and like in the dressing room? He he must have done some amazing things in practice. Like yeah, that guy I mean, is incredibly skilled. Like literally the, the stuff he do in practice, you could see like in the highlights. He just does in the game. It's uh, crazy, just crazy. Some of the, you know the, the passes the guy makes, his vision is ridiculous. Did he know. know it too? Did he know he was good? Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, he wasn't, like, <laughs> cocky by any means, but he was just... Uh, he seems like a humble guy. Yeah, he just knew he was, you know, he had fun with the game. Like, he's one of the guys, he's a kid, and yeah. he's going to be a kid for the rest of his life. Yeah. That's the way he is, and, you know, he loves the game, and he has fun with it. And a lot of guys, like, I, that's why Toronto, you know, with Lamorello there, like, you know, some guys just have fun with it, and, you know, I, I didn't think it was me the right fix. I remember, like, we had uh, that popcorn incident you brought up in the car. It's there. right behind you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, got, uh, he got pulled to Toronto for that, actually. What? Yeah, they, they they pulled him in. They said like you know it's unacceptable. No. Yeah, you can't carry yourself like that. Like it looks bad on the pro. You know, like the organization. So it was a it was a pretty uh, heated thing. Oh after. man, they're kids. Just turn it down a bit, Riley. There. He um. Yeah. He got well, in trouble for that. Yeah. Eh? Jeez. What was I gonna say? That's the one thing I like about love about the NHL these days, man. Like a lot of like the best talent is the youth. And, like, they interview them and stuff, or, like, they do the behind-the-scenes shit, and the boys are playing Fortnite, or, like, they're exactly. playing ping-pong, and, like, and then they get mad at them for doing stuff like this, and I just feel like since Lamorello left, they almost had the ability in Toronto to let their players kind of have that creativity that they need. Like, Miner's no good if you give him a system. I feel like, obviously, he's good. Yeah. But, like, if you're allowing him to just use his creativity, that can't even fucking focus. Because <laughs> you're eating the popcorn and shit, too. It's killing me. But... <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? I can't even remember now. Oh, oh yeah, for allowing him to be creative, that like, you you've seen it. He put up fucking huge numbers. He does crazy yeah. shit. And he's consistent. He yeah. bats the puck yeah. to himself. He like, he is consistent. He's the numbers he was putting up in the O are incredible. You ever play on his line? Well, we just play power play together. Like, and sometimes Dale would shake it up here and there. But yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Can we go back for a sec? Just yeah. power play with him. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> just Some guys dream of being on the fucking peeper, and you were on it with Mariner, and you're just like, just the peeper. Yeah, he's pissed off. Yeah, only the power play. I'm, that's just my jealousy coming out, man. I'm sorry. Where'd you play on the power play? <laughs> Half wall, lot. Uh, slot guy. Slot guy. Yeah. Are you guys box plus one? No, we were like we had a unique setup. It was kind of depending on. 
classic. Who was in? Like we had uh, your Levy or Mate that would come down yeah. uh, the backside, like you know, backdoor pass, and Mars would be on the half wall. Chuck would be down low. Fuck, you activate that guy behind the net, and you're drawing that D man out every time. So that's where you come in, eh? Imagine so having Marner. The, Mar- the stammer one T stands. That's it. <laughs> you see Marner's on the half wall. Oh uh, yeah, he was on half wall. He was like c- kind of guy throwing down low pass to Chuck. And- oh my god. Just imagine him on the half wall. You're in the slot. He's able to do what he wants with the puck. He's able to move. Oh, it's move. getting to you. It, he, that's the thing. It's getting to you. Did he ever, in practice, did he ever get on you about, like, okay, let's practice power play and things like that? Well, like, with London, like, Dale's amazing at, like, just systems. He knows systems, like, wins or lose games. And we, like, pretty much every, you Especially know, Wednesday, Thursday, days. we had, before practice, we go, like, run through whatever, like, plays we had. And yeah. usually, like, five, ten minutes before practice, just with no, like, no guys, like, just, you know, the five that you're out. And then, you know, during practice, we literally run power play for, like, 30, 40 minutes. Like, every, you know. So smart. It would be, like, the whole practice. we do, like, two, like, flow drills. And then the rest would be power play, and that was it. And I'd be, like, a Wednesday, Thursday. I Sounds feel like, like the Hunters are super creative because it's – generally the teams have basic penalty kill setups. There's, o- there's only been really, like, two different setups for penalty kill as far as, like, you know, by the book of hockey. So well, I feel like the yeah. Hunter boys are just, like, always looking for ways because the power play, we've got to be creative. Babcock does the same thing. And obviously I know this because I only watch Toronto games, but, like, some of the power plays you're seeing these days and the plays they're coming up with, you're thinking, like – Thank God for video, because how else would they do this? 100%. You know what I mean? So you that's a big see, yeah. part of the game, is the video. And, it, like, yeah, if, you, if you're 30% of power play, like, you're going to win a bunch of games. You're <laughs> going to obviously draw some penalties. So. Especially if you're 98% on the penalty kill. Yeah. Right you know right. what I mean? So special teams, you said, was one of the big parts of the, your guys' practices and 100%. shit. And that's a huge part of the game in my eyes these days. Puck possession, instead of the old classic get it you work for your ass off for dump it and you it, go yeah. get it and then not you your guys are changing you dump it and give it back to them so now the guys are swinging back that's funny too because my old man used to say why you work your ass off to get the puck and then come out at center and just give it back to them and i'm thinking like you never fucking played what are you talking <laughs> exactly. about exactly and then now you see the game and you're like oh that didn't break that didn't work out so everybody loops back and you do the drop pass and then fucking it's just like it's insane how much the game has evolved i think no and those guys just you know they just trust us with like Pretty much, they like, gave us the creativity, gave us the freedom to do whatever we wanted, and cool. you know, if you if you, you messed up, don't do that again. Ex- pretty much, like, <laughs> yeah, you're sitting or you know, they lean in you, but like they had so many tools. Like pretty much after every game, guys, you know, your like your assistant coach or whoever the forward mm-hmm. coach was, would pull you aside, you break down your shifts with you, like say, hey, okay, fuck, you know, you need to get the puck out there, like you know, you could have you lost the battle there, like so. Like the way they develop their players is, I I, I want to say one of the best in the CHL, if anything. Well, Definitely, I think, I think that shows. Yeah, to be honest with you, absolutely. Yeah, when like you're in the Mem Cup like, final oh, yeah. every fucking year, I mean, like, well, the the recruitment that you guys are able to do is just and that's incredible. yeah, it draws guys in now because they just have such a renowned like program that guys want to come play for them. Is he an intimidating coach to play no, for? No, he was probably because he seems guy. like that on TV, right? Really? Just I don't know. Maybe it's just the name. I don't know, but and the team and how good they are. You just assume that the coach is like. Super stern. He, he literally would say maybe 10 words before a game. It's literally be the same words, too. And he'd just be waving his hand and say, stay disciplined, boys, and keep your feet moving. That was it. <laughs> and that's all. Like, we'd come in you know, one, in between the one period and would say the same thing again and would walk back out. Yeah, he didn't really say much. He was – yeah, was, I mean, on the bench, he'd, if he saw something that, you know, you, you yeah. want to change, like he would change it. And, like, we had iPads. So, like, you'd see a shift if, like, you know, if you messed up on a power play, like, there's an open – Laying there, sick. like they pull it out, like here you, you gotta, you know, make that play. So it's that's a good part of the game too. But you you also played in the eras of you didn't have that option, so you've no. had to evolve with the game. But my point being, like, I coach baseball, and it's not like anything crazy. It's club team, right? It's SMU, but I have a camera now, 
and I'm trying to tell these guys things and it's just human nature for you to blank it out at just talking, right? You can't see anything. So now I'm showing them as I'm talking to them. And then all of a sudden you, you look out and they're, they changed what you said, but it's just like being able to see it while hearing it is like the, the way of learning it, I guess. So that the iPads and shit, like, can you imagine? Yeah, That's why coaches get ups, upset when you get make, when you make mistakes over something yeah. you went over 500 times in practice. Yeah. And now you can't even see it. Like, Hey, I didn't see it. Yeah, exactly. Cause you're it's even like filming it's your portfolio. Yeah. You're even filming the Memorial cup celebration right there. You're, you're working on it. That must've been unreal. Yeah. I was, uh, it was wild. I'm not gonna lie. So that's a grind for sure. It was fun. No, nobody really knows what goes into winning a Mem Cup. I don't think. What so. you guys do after you won? Where was the where was the party at? Well, we flew uh, or we flew back the next day. So we like kind of like our hotel like actually was pretty cool. Like they set up a whole uh, like our conference room down in the like kind of like main floor there. Yeah. And that was like kind of a room to like hang out for like the two weeks we were there. And like they put some ping pong tables in there. We had a bunch of places where we can watch Netflix. So like we would chill there. And they set wow. up like they took all the tables out. And like it was like all your parents, like whoever, like any of your family that was down with you, like they had buckets and buckets of like you know wine, liquor, and beer. So <laughs> it was a, it was absolute like you know I got some, a ton of videos on my phone. Yeah, and just like you know pretty much everybody again after just having a, like amazing time. It was just one of those things you just never forget. Such a first class organization. See, like I I got excited watching the Mooseheads win the Mem Cup to the point where it almost felt like the city won. So I can't imagine actually winning it. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. I but I was gonna ask you something. That was just a random thought. Where's your ring? Oh, it's back home. Yeah, I, I didn't, everybody's. I fly to, yeah. I'm the only person that's ever lost their ring, other than Nosy, and it's because I wore it everywhere. As everyone else is like, "Oh, mine's at home. I still have it." I'm like, "Well, fuck, man. I should have started this earlier. Then I would have known." <laughs> no, yeah, I've, I've only I, I've worn it twice actually, just at my aunt's wedding. Just so you know, it's not a mem cup ring that I have. So no, <laughs> I just want no, to be didn't clear there. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't clarify. <laughs> so, what? but yeah, that's uh, fuck, man. Did you guys win it? No, where was the Mem Cup when you went that year? At Red Deer. Red Deer. It says here on my notes, OHL Cup MVP. You won the MVP of the OHL? It was like uh, our, it's a minor hockey tournament. So in the GTHL, it's pretty much all like the best like neighboring uh, organizations. Like OMHA, it's like one from like uh, Thunder Bay. I'm not sure like that league there. Yeah. So it's like the with pretty much the last tournament that you play in minor hockey. Wow. For like minor midget, yeah, and um, I was on the Marlins at the time, and yeah, we we went to the finals and huh. had a great tournament there, and you know, got rewarded with that. That's Do sick. you know who won it the year after you? It, I think it was McDavid. I got the list here, and I was like, I was like, I wonder what this is, and I looked at him like Sam Gagne, Stephen Stamkos, Casey Sezikis. I'm like Sean Monahan, and I'm like, oh, there's a guy that's coming on the podcast, Connor McDavid, <laughs> right? I'm like, holy shit, that's actually. But I just look now, and it's like all guys from Ontario and stuff, except for this guy. Andre Berezinski, Ring of Bell, he's no. from Russia. It's, what's what's he doing import? on that list? There's a lot of Russians that are coming over playing in minor hockey now in Toronto. What? Yeah, yeah man, diverse. Why is that? That's, why is that? Because it's Just, an unreal it's system. Like, yeah, one of the craziest leagues, the GTHL. If what? you look at most like guys from, on, well, pretty much every guy from Ontario in the NHL, and you look at their elite prospects, it says like they're minor hockey. Like, look, the Marlboros, stuff like that. And what, there's a couple different leagues, isn't there? Like the, is there a minor league and a major league? In the GT, in the um, Greater Toronto Hockey League or whatever? They just have like the, like pretty much from minor Adam all the way to midget and then juvenile, I guess. Gee, so it's a little bit of a different than setup than here. Yeah, they have like minor Adam, Adam, like there's, and there's just so many teams and there's so many players, right? So yeah. It's such a dense like hockey population there. And there's you, so. Did you play in the games when they were here? No. No? No. Did you play with Hosang? Yeah. Yeah, he was, play, he was playing with us. He's filthy. What's he like? 
he was like yeah he was hilarious he's another guy who was just like carefree kid all hockey super, guys are like, the same yeah, super super scale guy <laughs> it's just the same answers for everything yeah. it's like what's he like oh he's hilarious you know he's really he's, skilled or he's a dick or he's a dick yeah, but yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very few guys i play with that you know yeah i not can't even say a handful of guys like a couple guys like you know when you're a you rookie on a team like yeah it's like you know yeah. like i said they got shit on when they're younger they try to shit on the rookies too so yeah when in Ontario, I know out west they have the Bantam draft. Do they have that in Ontario, or do you get drafted out of midget like you here? Got, yeah, you get drafted in minor midget. So it's like your first year, you have to go in the first couple rounds, or can you just like because here, if you're a major midget in your first year, you can only get drafted in the first three rounds in your first year. No, it just yeah, your minor midget year pretty much after that. I think it's in April now. Um, yeah, fifteen rounds, you just go. So did you know you were going to get drafted because you were drafted in the fourth round to Belleville? Yeah. Belleville? I was like, yeah, I kind of knew I was going to go. I didn't know where. Yeah, um, didn't care. Yeah, I was like <laughs> more so like at the time, like I committed to go to prep school. Oh, yeah. So my parents, especially my mom, wanted me to go to NCAA. I play, like, play out in university hockey there. Um, Another good option. So that's why like I was there for that year. And I mean, it was different. It was an all-guy school. And it kind of just was an exact like replica of what a university would Salisbury? be. Salisbury? Like. Yeah. So that was pretty crazy. Like my first year, like living away from home at 16, like, you know, you're with three other guys and pretty much a box. And it was a great time. Like I had a good time there, but Still. for like, we were at school six days a week. It was like, a like, you know, you're working out every morning at five. Thirty. It was crazy. Like it was, jail. Jesus. yeah, it was, it was tough. So then you made the switch and you were like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm yeah. on CHL route. Don't care, mom. Yeah. And yeah. then you end up, how long did you play in Belleville for? A couple years? I was two years in Belleville and I split two years in London. So then you're going to London. Anytime you get the sniff of going to London, obviously you're going to take the chance. How did that come about? Was it an agent thing? Was it just, I, they I wanted you maybe? Yeah, I kind of, I, I want to get out like a London, or of uh, Belleville, sorry, like my, uh, kind of like after my first year, we, we weren't doing so well my second year. Yeah. Like we went from winning, um, like coming first in the Eastern Conference, like winning everything, um, and then losing just like in a conference finals there to Barry, but like the next year we pretty much lost everybody. Like we had so many old guys and then we just sucked. And you know, when you're not playing well, your team's not doing well. It's just like, everything was just like, I'm like, I, I needed a fresh start. So yeah. I asked for a trade at the beginning of the next season. Um, London wanted to trade for me. And I still remember a phone call. It was like seven in the morning. My bill waking me up and who called you? What a phone my call. GM called me and, and like, he, like my bill, I knew it was like, you know, I'm going to, but it was going to go and she was crying. It was like one of those things. I'm like, <laughs> you know she was like so sad and she was an older lady and she was awesome so yeah. i like I, for my billets wise like i had amazing billets in belleville so yeah it was like tough to leave them but for me it was a good start and obviously had you know some good success in london so for me i was it was like pretty crazy getting like the call to you know you want to yeah. play for london night well the fact that they want you yeah i think that's a lot in itself it's almost like the detroit red rings wanting you like an right. organization like that just calling on your name it's unreal worst rink in the ohl what is it it was uh niagara's old rink it was the like Hagers. a jock it was Literally, they can shoot from like the blue line, and it'd be like the hash marks. It was, he knew right it was away. So small. That's a, an accurate answer because you were like, "I know this one." Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it was terrible. Or the dressing rooms. Dressing rooms. I don't even remember actually. It was like a kind of like a community rink. Just like you had like two rooms that would like open up. Yeah. Um. I don't. Like, yeah. I don't think they were that bad, but like, it was just like an old old barn. Like. Yeah. And it was greasy. Like. And then, other than your rink in uh, London, what was the best rink in the OHL? Ah. Uh, like for kind of atmosphere wise, I'd say Erie. Really, yeah, really? Erie, like that's in the crazy. states, right? It's yeah, Erie atmosphere in there. Yeah, it was crazy. Like they have like dollar beer nights, so they just get the what? Most, like, they get the rowdiest fans. Well, they're in America, yeah, man. It's Everything's US, cheap. Yeah. 
Oh, it was get crazy. a tin there for a dollar. So that's yeah, yeah, thing. People like throwing, you know, if you if you beat them, like they throw beers at you, throw food at you. Sounds you're like a machine here. Walking out. Did you play against McDavid and Yuri? Yeah, I played against him for like a couple years. I think. What's that guy like? Well, you don't have to tell me what he's like. But what's what, like to, have you ever had to try to shut yeah. him down? Did he ever make you look stupid? Well, I think, pretty sure he scored five goals against us in one game in playoffs. Don't feel bad. He scored five goals against tons of fucking people. Yeah, yeah. I did. So, like, last week when I was playing NHL, he got like four goals on me too. So don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> on me? I thought you were playing as him. No, well, no, I was. <laughs> I was, wasn't playing as him. Um, yeah, just like talk about like. Obviously, it's different from watching him than playing against him. Maybe just talk about a little bit like what's like one area of his skill that you just cannot compete with. Don't say speed either, because speed's a given. I, but like, but into it's any speed with his puck, like I've speed with a, the puck. Yeah, I've never seen a guy like like carry a puck at like top speed. And like we have like um, I'm not sure how they do it in like the Q or the dub, but yeah. we have like a company that kind of works like um, with like ta- like testing for us. Yeah. So like they'll come out like once a year and with your like all your team and all your prospects and you just run through like a bunch of like um, drills without pucks, and they have like all the like, you know recordings and then they have like it's like the Nike like free test it's called yeah 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 and then they will do everything with the puck and like he's faster with the puck than he is without a puck so it's like how does that make, make sense? sense? But like the way that guy can just like make moves at top speed is ridiculous. So did you have to play against me your whole life then? Or you, or cause no, he's, he's two torn. years younger than me. So okay. yeah, I, I can't keep up with the fucking ages of this all. That was still man. a great question though, dude. Oh, yeah, that was a great question. Yeah, I just want to know because some people, like we had a guy around here, Steve Anthony, and he was like above and beyond everybody. Mm-hmm. And you just like everybody knew that he was going to make the next step, or like at least he had the best shot out of everybody. I was just, the only reason I asked was because if you watch McDavid grow up. You, I just want to know if it was obvious if you could tell that he was going to be a fucking star one day, or if he was like, yeah, yeah. he'll probably move on. Was he, he actually, talk of the town? Yeah, yeah. yeah like he played. He played up with us for a couple of games. Um, my minor major year, like my last year in Toronto, <laughs> and with the Marlies, and like he was like the phenom at his like his level, and he was always playing up here. But like you saw, he was like nervous. He like it wasn't like you know, yeah, he wasn't the way like everybody was talking about him. But I remember the next year we came back, and our same coach that coaches our minor major year, um, kind of just asked for a bunch of guys that. Because they were playing the OHL Cup Finals again, and they asked, we'd come down, like talk to the guys in the room, and I remember we watched a game that night, and it was like, "Fuck, this guy is a real deal." He is a real deal. Yeah. I watched a video the other day, and it was just like, I can't remember what they were doing, but he literally blew fucking everybody on his team completely out of the water in like a straight, it was like a straight puck race drill that you had to go down around the net and come back the other way, and he was just like miles ahead of people. Yeah, it's Some insane. of the best skaters in the NHL. Yeah, he blows by them effortlessly. Yeah. And I find that's one of the big things is, yeah, everybody knows he's fast, but he doesn't look like he's coming fast to you. No. Exactly. So if you're all of a sudden, you're coming up into the neutral zone, you're trying to regain your, what, what's his world, Carol? I can't even remember now, your gap. Mm-hmm. And he's just looping through the neutral zone, getting speed, low pressure or whatever. He's coming through and all of a sudden you're like, he doesn't look like he's coming that quick. No. And then he gets on top and he's gone. And you're just like, I saw him play in shit. Vancouver when he was playing for Edmonton, obviously, and I was sitting all the way at the very top, had a great seat of just seeing the whole ice, and I remember there'd be times where he'd be flat-footed at his blue line, and by the time he hit the red line, which is one, two strides, he'd be past five guys on their team, just, you know, like, when you see, like, Bobby Orr, they, like, our parents say, when you see Bobby Orr for the first time, you just have an amazement, because you've never seen that in a sport, for same sure. with Gretzky, that was my first moment of just being like, oh, like, that's, they, the that's, that's that guy. That's being a legend. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah essentially. He's just, he doesn't look human. When you make the game of hockey look non-human, I think that's when you're considered a legend. And that's what he did that night. I remember like when I, because it, it was his first year in the NHL when I saw him. And it was right after the inter, uh, intermission. I went to take a weasel. Took a, what's that? He was still a weasel then too. Exactly. So shit. it was the first intermission. I went out to take a piss and it was the, the, obviously it was intermission. So it was packed. And all you heard in the washroom, all you heard with people getting food was just like, 
wow. The conversation you heard was just, I probably heard McDavid's name 15 times in that 20-minute intermission just because the whole, he just shocked the world. It was one of his first games too Mm -hmm. because they played Vancouver the first or Winnipeg, whatever. But anyways, incredible. Awesome that you got to play against them. No, yeah, it was, I mean, some of the guys you play against, you're like, like, the things they do now are, it's pretty crazy to see. Yeah, and you always want to be like that. Not that you, obviously there's kids that want to be McDavid, right? But like when you go up against a guy or you're playing against a guy that's that good, I think most people by nature just want to elevate their game. 100%. They're like, okay, that's possible. Obviously, I'm not going to be that good, but like, I have to keep up with him at least. You know what I mean? So that him on his own pushes players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Think about that. That's well, like, crazy. As an athlete, like, you always yeah. strive to be the best. And when you're like in an atmosphere that like is, you know, in a, you know, better than you, you, you you're going to be like, you're going to try to emulate what those guys do. And that's like they say about bad teams is like the great teams don't drop to the bad team's level. They play at their level the whole time. And that's what he does. He literally plays at his level and the top of it, even if his team isn't. Mm-hmm. You know right? And that's great. why he's you know so what's great better. about him is that he wants to get better. Like if he just did what he did now, he'd still be considered just a legend. But the guy wants to get better. He has the attitude. Isn't that funny in the sport of hockey that every single guy that is – you know, considered one of the greats, has a great attitude, wants to get better, and has been a great ambassador for the game. Yeah. Like, you think of Sid. Like, never had a bad attitude, never had to run him with the law. No booing pitchers yeah. on Facebook. Gretzky, another guy. Or, yeah, sure. But, we like, the sport of uh, of hockey's been lucky in that sense. We've yeah, never sure. had a, a just an absolute legend that was a dick. You can say that for other sports. Yeah. You know, at NFL, there's been guys that have just been amazing but end up being murderers. At the same time, though, you're absolutely right. But the backgrounds of people playing hockey and the backgrounds of people playing football That's and basketball true. stuff is just completely different. Like football and yeah. basketball is like they're all like miracle stories. Not all, but a lot of them are like made it out of the hood or made yeah. it out of poverty. Whereas yeah. hockey's like, I don't know. I guess maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, what's the term I'm looking for? Like an entitled sport, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's what it looks like from the outside looking in is, oh, well, that that's yeah. this much. And they have to rent the ice and like soccer gear is like cleats. Yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? And soccer ball, you're going so it's just well. like. That's why we don't really have those crazy run-ins, and at the same time, they probably just do a great job of, of masking the things that do happen. I'll give hockey that or the NHL that. They're mm-hmm. very well media-trained when it comes to their players. Very well. Did they, when you went to rookie camp, were they like, did you guys have like a, some sort of meeting or something where they were like, okay, this is going to happen with the media, this is going to happen, like lay it all out for you, or did they just kind of throw you to the wolves? And well, it's like, yeah, like you get called upon to do like your media stint for the day, and I mean, you kind of just know like, when you're like in the OHL, you kind of just get trained like, yeah. Especially in London, we had like our PR person who come in, pretty much tell us like you, you can't be doing this. Like every social media account you had, like they would go through with like a app that would like search for any, um, pretty much anything that like you said back and like whenever you know whenever you started it, that could possibly get pulled up. Like I, I don't know if you saw the McAvoy where he like yeah. you know he said I got I hate the Bruins or something like that or fuck the Bruins. way way back exactly. So like the, this would like you know pull out like keywords. And um, yeah, the world we like, live yeah, in. some of the little things that like they did was just like crazy. That's so fucked, man. Oh, here you are again. There you go. That's one of my favorite. That's <laughs> you're just watching a kid take a slap <laughs> shot. <laughs> I find a lot of hockey players are like that too, and I, there's a lot of women doing it now too, as they're running hockey camps and they're shout out to Jill Sonia giving back to like communities and stuff like that. That's another thing that's big in hockey. It's just supporting the community. It's like no one. It's not a chore no. for guys to go out and do stuff. Whereas yeah. like. I don't want to get into like the political side of the United States and stuff, but people are arguing about going to the White House and all this shit, and I understand why they're doing it, but it's just like hockey. They're like, sure, let's do this, or yeah, fuck yeah, let's yeah. do this, or let's go help this family, let's go to the hospital, or and let's help a podcast. Like Brandon Prust, he didn't have to come on this podcast. That's true, he did, but he just 
Yeah, I'll come on. Sure, no problem. Gave 20 minutes of his time. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a yeah, great thing. Hockey players cool. are good people. Yeah, I mean, good people. it's just it's a different breed, I guess you can say. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys, we're wrapping up on an hour here, so we're going to have to wrap it up. Aaron, thank you for coming on, man. Oh, I appreciate yeah, man, it. Awesome. We'll, uh, we'll be... Uh, We'll be looking at you at SMU this year. We'll be coming to the games. We'll be trying to get into the dressing room. So you'll be sick of us by the end of the year. Don't worry about it. Dudes, I don't have to say thank you to you. You're just here. Um, Riley, thanks for coming as well. Computer guy. Thanks, Strobes. (laughs) All right, everyone listening, once again, thank you very much for all the support here at the high button. Uh, If you could go to all of our social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, SoundCloud. Spotify. Spotify. But we're not on Spotify. Fuck Spotify. Uh, everything else, that is great. We also have t-shirts on sale. Uh, DM us on our Instagram page, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Uh, we'll get you some t-shirts. And if you see us out in the community, say hi. We'd love to talk to you. Hi, Button. We're out. Love you. Hey.